There's so much health advice floating around, online, among friends. But who can you really trust? Trust the experts. Listen to the world's brightest medical minds, our very own Cleveland Clinic experts. We ask them real questions, tough and intimate health questions, and we get real answers, all originally recorded live. Hi, thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Nada Youssef. As we continue our celebration of women this month, we are putting you first talking about stress. Stress can be caused by many things and it affects everyone. It could be either motivating and productive or it can be negative and destructive. Tension and anxiety as well as depression are frequent emotional consequences of stress. So it's very important to talk about women and stress as well as how to cope with it. And our featured expert for this topic today is co-medical director at the Center for Integrative and Lifestyle Medicine, Dr. Brenda Powell. Hello. And before we get started today, please remember this is for informational purposes only and it's not intended to replace your own physician's advice. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> sure thing. Now, did you want to just take a few minutes to um, uh, introduce yourself to our viewers? Yes, I'm Dr. Brenda Powell. I'm in integrative medicine here at our Center for Integrative and Lifestyle Medicine. I'm one of the co-medical directors. And what I love best about this job is that I get to see individuals and provide consults on integrative approaches to whatever they want. And I can see two-year-olds up to 92-year-olds or higher. I have seen a 92-year-old and uh, who wanted an integrative approach to the lifestyle. And it can be anything you want. It could be, I would like to lower my cholesterol to, I have irritable bowel syndrome. And we'll, t we'll see you and give you information. That's excellent. Thank you so much for that introduction. Now, mind and body are both linked throughout our lives. So we mm -hmm. must respect both our emotional and physical needs um, and ability to adapt to it. And mm -hmm. stress is a normal part of life. But I want to kind of talk when it's not normal anymore and, right. you know, how to cope with it. Um, so first of all, I kind of want to talk about women and stress. So why do some experts feel that women are particularly susceptible to stress? How does it differ for women? Um, they tend to take on more, many, many roles. They feel that they're in the caregiver role, they need to make sure the person they're taking care of is doing well before they look to themselves. Mm -hmm. And if there are many things to take care of, you just get forgotten. It's the next day and the next day, and they're just not doing things sure. that help them to stay healthy and manage their stress. Sure. And then do you think uh, hormonal balance issues to this, uh, it, it contributes to this I th issue? I think it can, but in a way where if there's a hormonal imbalance and you're wondering about when your menstrual cycle is going to come or if it's disruptive or it's particularly painful, makes you more vulnerable to stress when you're not feeling well. Sure, sure. What do you think about women? Is it harder for us to say no? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we need to be able to say no and not have to feel compelled to give an excuse for why we say no. We just know we can't do something and that then it's done. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about how stress can cause anxiety or overthinking and, and, mm -hmm. and what we can do about that. Yeah, so sometimes you say no or you say yes, and then you've gotten yourself in too deep or you worry that you said no and you've insulted somebody. So just letting things go, knowing the answer is correct and moving on is very helpful. So sure. ruminating is not a good habit. <laughs> How about personalities? Do you think personalities contribute? Can personalities take stress better than others? Oh, absolutely. Some of us like more stimulation, and that means we can handle our stress a little better. Some of us don't like our 
overstimulation. Other people are introverts or extroverts. And that personality affects how well you tolerate stress, meaning at what point do you find it overwhelming? Sure, sure. Now, with causes of stress, we can talk about everything from jobs to difficult relationships, family issues, finances. But I want to kind of talk about new moms because that's mm -hmm. a very, very stressful situation to have a newborn that you've never experience anything like that yes. before body changes, hormonal, mental, everything like that. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. That's it. You, first of all, your sleep is disrupted. Yes. So now you, you can't handle stress at all because you haven't gotten any sleep. And you have this wonderful, cute little baby that you don't know this person. <laughs> right, <laughs> you're, trying, <laughs> you're trying to figure out who this little person is. When yeah. do they eat? How much do they like to eat? Did sure. they poop? Did I clean them up well enough? Yeah. Um, it's just very, very stressful, and then you're trying to feed yourself and trying to get sleep and manage everything else around you. So everything is disrupted. We need to um, really pamper our new moms. <laughs> pamper support system. Absolutely. Sleep as much as you can. Sleep, sleep as much as you can. Be okay with having a family member take the baby for a while so you can get several consistent hours of sleep. Because if you've been waking up every two, two and a half hours to feed the baby, you're going to feel amazing when you get four to six hours. <laughs> and that's not even what I want you to have. Yeah, more, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. Eight hours if you can get it. Eight hours. But not with a new baby. Wow. Unless you're tag teaming with, with a partner. Do you sleep eight hours a night? I try very hard. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I try very hard to get to sleep. Eight hours is a long time, seems like. Kids, it, at least, yeah. yeah, with little ones, it's yeah. very hard because then it's not just the new babies. The toddlers have figured out how to get out of their bed and crawl into yours. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, things. All right. So can the way we view the world or particular situations determine whether it causes stress? So like, let's talk about attitudes and perceptions to mm -hmm. stress, you know, responses to stress that are happening to us and how we can get better at that. Yeah. So one of the things you can do is mindfulness or stepping back. Um, when we can read a situation correctly, then mm -hmm. we can respond to it. So we can respond to something reflectively mm -hmm. rather than reflexively. Okay. Uh, something hits you, then what you should do is take a moment, take some deep breaths, give yourself a little time out. Maybe just stop and say, how curious, and see what's going on and how you should respond to something. Um, so we, we need to be able to read things correctly to, sure. to create that right, correct response. And we need to be calm to think Absolutely. Clearly. So a few deep breaths to focus on what, what you should do. Sure. Great. Okay. Well, going from that to, I want to talk about social media. Uh, and, you know, we can't deny how social media has affected uh, the mm -hmm, society. Mm -hmm. um, we always want, you know, an ideal image, um, whether it's social media or a dating app that you just swipe right or left, right. just that easy. Everything's literally at our fingertips. Um, many women have unrealistic expectations and constant need for perfections. What do you say to that? Yeah, we, our social media is playing into that. We see people post things only when they look their best. They find the best angle. They show the exciting parts of their life, mm -hmm. and we feel like we're being left out. That's sure. not a good feeling. Yeah. Or we're not living up to what somebody else's life is or how good they look and things like that. So you need to put away the social media and put it down and not be given these images that are just not attainable. Sure. And the other thing is with social media is once you start looking at things, you follow a link and you follow a link, and you just get caught up in it. Yeah. And you. 
see bad events over and over again. You hear bad news, which creates a stress reaction. You have accidentally now spent two or three hours on your phone or on the computer, and then you feel guilty because you could have been doing more productive things that were self-care. <laughs> right, right. And so if, if you can just set it down and walk away. Now, I want to talk about unplugging from technology, from the bad news on TV, from social media, from mm -hmm. all that. What does nature do to our body that can help us with stress? Just stepping outside, fresh air, you know, fresh oh, air, smelling. Oh, that fresh air. We take nice deep air. breaths. Yeah. We get our vitamin D. And we actually know that going for a walk among the trees, which are behind me, if you can see them, <laughs> um, it improves our immune system. We actually have a better immune system and a calmer autonomic nervous system just walking in the forest. Mm -hmm. There's a term, um, it's called forest bathing, and it's very good for you to do that. So how many hours are we talking to like really affect your immune system? Are you oh. like an hour, five minutes? No, just going for a 10 or 15 minute walk periodically. Really? They've, they've had people, they've actually studied this, you can do this, and you check someone's immune system before they walk through the woods. They go on a nice little walk through the woods and you check their immune system afterwards and all that inflammation is calming down wow. just on that one walk. That's fascinating. That's it, amazing. It is. <laughs> and that's all nature. It's all here. It's free. It's being out there. And yeah. 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 And being attentive to where you are and what you're doing. You're living your life. You're attentive to it and what's going on. Being present. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay. Now let's talk about some of these symptoms stress. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about sleep because I know we talked a yeah, little bit about sleep. Yeah, let's get yeah. a little bit deeper about sleep and how that affects stress. So when you're really stressed, your autonomic nervous system, that's the one, the fight or flight nervous system is activated and then it also activates your adrenal glands which helps you react to stress. But they're intended to keep you awake and keep you alert. So it's very difficult to go to sleep when you're stressed. And if you're not sleeping, then pain, you feel more pain. You can't focus on things correctly. You actually can't read people's faces and what they're saying and emotionally giving you through their, how their face is moving when you're sleep deprived. So okay. stress can spiral you downward to not recognizing what's truly going on in a situation um, by not getting sleep. So you really need to try and get sleep. So not getting sleep can make you sleepless? Yes. So how do I... And um, getting stress makes you, plays into that being sure. sleepless. And then you don't under, you can't really interpret what's going on around you accurately, which could make you more stressed. Now, I'm in my bed trying to sleep, stressed out, can't sleep. What is the first thing you would say to me to do to help me go back to bed? Should I get up? Should oh, I yeah. Get out closed? of the bed. The bed really? is just for sleeping. We're training your body that when you lay down, you go to sleep. So you actually have what's called planned insomnia. You, If you can't fall asleep in a certain period of time, you get out of the bed and you do something quiet and you maybe read. But you should read a book with the lamp behind you because you don't want this bright, stimulating light. You also need a cold room because your body temperature needs to go down for you to sleep. So you act, exercise can be good in helping you manage your stress, but you shouldn't do it too close to the time you want to go to bed mm -hmm. because you'll raise your body temperature and then you'll stay awake. So you want to let everything cool down. That's why that nice bath before you go to bed, it helps actually cools your body down when you get out of the bath and then you can mm -hmm. sleep. Perfect. So you don't want to lay in bed 
worrying that you're not asleep. That just is terrible for you. So okay. you just get out and do something else, and then you go back to bed. And you keep trying. And eventually, with this sort of behavior therapy, you can learn to lay down, and your body says, now it's time to go to sleep. More like a habit gets used mm -hmm. to sleeping right yeah. away. That's great. Um, OK, let's talk a little bit about hair loss. Mm -hmm. um, it seems like that's a big one. When uh, women are stressed out, hair right. loss is a big one. It is, and you're not going to lose all your hair, I promise you. It's, your hair goes through three stages, and it's a growth phase, a resting phase, and then it falls out. And when you're really stressed, you, go, you tend to be in the falling out phase mm -hmm. rather than being stable. But the hair follicle is still there, and the hair can still grow. So once you start managing the stress and keep up with your good nutrition, the hair will grow back. Okay, good to know. But the hair may not fall out for a while till after the stress. So you after have, you've gone through yeah, the Yeah, you may have your stress, and then it falls out a month later. So just think back to what that stress was. Oh, very interesting. So it could be a month after mm -hmm. whatever happened. It may, happened it may not be stressful. right away. It's not like you're mm -hmm. going to be stressed and your hair falls out. So it, it's this long-term yeah. thing. How about... Gray hairs. I hear a lot, like, "Oh, you got gray hair. You don't have kids." And you know, it's, oh, I don't know if it's a, it's a funny joke or is that, is that a myth? Is it real? <laughs> I don't know on that one. Okay, <laughs> but uh, you have heard everybody say, "Oh, yeah. you're turning me gray." Right, right exactly. <laughs> All right. So I want to talk a little bit about how it could um, really mess with your mood. Um, you know, you can go from depressed, and then it can mm -hmm. cause bad habits like smoking, substance abuse. All that. When when do you know when stress is just you know you you've had too much and now you need to ha have help because everybody goes through stress. Oh yeah. But when is it? When is it severe? When do I know? Oh, I would say it's really severe. Of course, when you're having a panic attack. Okay. Or you're just anxious about everything and every decision, um, or you can can't find any joy. Okay. In what you're doing, and you're so depressed that you. You can't make decisions to eat right. You, you're losing your good habits. You find no joy in anything. Um, and just sadness or being blue. Sure. Then it, it's too much, and you sure. do need some help. Speaking of eating, yeah. um, a lot of people eat their emotions away. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of weight gain with stress. But then there's people that don't eat when they're stressed at yeah, all. Yeah. Um, what do you recommend diet-wise? Is there anything that you can do to, to help with stress? Is, is it a good diet? Uh, eat your fruits and vegetables, mm -hmm. of course, is the first one. And then try and uh, finish dinner two or three hours before you go to bed uh, so that you can then metabolize that food and rest and sleep better. It's coming mm -hmm. back to sleep. But it changes hormone levels for you, too. So if you stop eating two or three hours before you go to bed, then your insulin levels that have been helping you digest your food come down. And that allows your melatonin to come up, mm -hmm. which sets you your body to say it's time to get ready to go to sleep. Right. But then during the night, if in, because you've stopped eating, your human growth hormone can come up and your body can repair. So you need that time to repair okay. through the night. And eating the correct foods, eating, uh, as our Jim Perko says, eat foods that love you back. Yes. <laughs> it lowers inflammation, it gives you the nutrition you need, gives you the vitamins you need and your digestive system isn't bothering you, which can be stressful, and managing stress, of course, can help your digestive system, too. Okay. So we're looking for good foods. I know we go for those comfort foods, but we need to sort of change the way we talk about foods. Instead of saying, I can't eat that, 
and a good way to manage stress with food is you say, I don't eat that. I don't eat that, not I can't mm -hmm. eat that. I don't oh, very eat that. Good. Convinces yourself. Yeah, I've <laughs> made this choice. I don't eat that. Yeah, I don't eat that. Perfect. <laughs> well, since we're talking about our gut, let's talk about some gut stress issues. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people, you know, when you go through stress, you're feeling it in your gut right. um, before anything. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, it, it comes down to this nervous system called the autonomic nervous system. And there is the sympathetic, which is the one that makes you ready for a fight or to run away. And in order to run away, you've got to stop digesting. Mm -hmm. And your bowels don't work well. And you get your heart rate up, and you get sweaty, and you get energized. Or there's the parasympathetic, that's when we relax. We can digest, our bowels can move, um, our heart rate can come down, we can uh, breathe a little calmer. So what we want to do is eat in a way that this communication back and forth between the gut doesn't activate the vagus nerve in the wrong way. Sure. Um, so when we get stressed, we can't digest, we create this heart rate heart rate that goes up and then we feel anxious because we just feel our, just creating that rapid heart rate will do right. that. Now, how to cope? Yeah. Talk about some stress relieving habits even. Yeah. Something that we yeah. can do on a daily basis. Well, of course, trying to eat as healthy as possible and trying to get the sleep in. Um, taking that time out when okay. you're getting stressed. Um, getting uh, Taking your vitamin D if you don't get outside, and just taking your medicines as you're supposed to if you do take prescription medicines. Sure. Um, other things people can do, I have some lists of things yeah. here too, <laughs> is actually stretching. Stretching mm -hmm. is really important to feeling better. Uh, it actually reduces inflammation and improves your immune system to just right. stretch. It calms down that autonomic nervous system and makes you feel calmer. Listening to music that you love Right. can be a great way to relax. Uh, cleaning up a little bit. Get rid of stuff in your environment that stresses you. Mm -hmm. Things that make you feel guilty. For some women, it's clothes they can't wear anymore. Mm -hmm. Just get rid of it. You don't need objects to make you feel guilty and sure. feel stressed. So just clean it up and get it out. Yeah. Have a gratitude journal. Write down uh, what you're grateful for and write it down so you can look back when you need some help that you can't recall anything good. Give someone a compliment and when they compliment you just accept it and take it back and then write it down <laughs> so you can remember all those lovely compliments yeah. that you got. Um, taking the walk is important and taking time to breathe deeply and it's often just taking five counts in and then counting seven out to exhale just a little bit longer. And that's what laughter does for us, too. Oh, yes. We take laughter. a big breath and we laugh really hard and it calms our body down. So read or watch something funny. How about meditation and yoga? That Absolutely, like if you have the time and the attention for it. But never feel, um, that's the other thing. Women often just feel guilty if they don't think, do things correctly and 100%. <laughs> sure. So you can do yoga or you can just stretch. You can just stand to the side and stretch, do movement like that. Meditation can be those five breaths. Actually, I think a very mindful practice is just doing something you love. Return to a hobby that you've lost. Mm -hmm. Something that you like doing so much and is so engrossing, you don't think of anything else the whole time you're doing that. For some women, it's uh, knitting mm -hmm. or sewing 
or painting or gardening, something where that's all that's in your head. Dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. How about getting rid of toxic people in your life? I mean, to have a good supportive group yeah. and positive connections, that has something Ab to do with stuff. Absolutely. Surrounding yourself with a community, whether it's one or two people or ten people, that you can talk to and reduce your stress. But don't surround yourself with people who complain a lot. Actually, right. it can make you feel worse and more stressed if you're around people who all they do is complain about work, especially if you work with them, and then they build that up, that displeasure. You actually don't want to be around those people. Sure, sure. Great. Well, we have a lot, but we actually have uh, live questions coming in. Ah. So I'm going to just start reading those off. Okay. I have Linda. Does stress cause numbness in the limbs? It can when oh. you hyperventilate. When you breathe too shallow and too fast, you mm. can get tingly around the mouth and feel numb or tingly in the hands and feet. So deep breaths? It's those five deep breaths. Really? Just taking those breaths. Very interesting. Um, Laura's asking, how do I deal with stress of 88-year-old parent living with us? Actually, mother-in-law. You may need a babysitter, <laughs> actually. Time. You've got to be able to step away. Yeah. You need to step away and refresh so that you can then take care of that person. It doesn't do them any good if you have no further compassion because you're too worn out and too stressed. Sure. So take that time out. And Alice wants to know, how best do you cope with health issues? Finding out you have a disease and should you try to conquer it or just let nature take its course? It's an interesting one and I just had a patient today who was struggling with that. She wants to make sure she follows all the um, avenues she needs to to be well, but mm -hmm. she also wants to come to terms with her illness and live with it. Um, so she's trying to decide, have I done as much as I can or have I not? Am I at my stable point? So you, you need to be very careful about that. You need to understand that you're doing the best you can, doing everything that seems possible for you, and then see where your baseline is. and then then it's living with that in the way that you want to live your life. Mm -hmm. Despite having this diagnosis, are you doing the things that you want to do to be happy? So at the end, it's up to you. It's this nice, it's this balance. Yeah. You know when you've done what is possible. Sure, sure. Okay, and then I have uh, Sarah. Um, how does daily exercise reduce stress? Well, some people find that the energy of exercising just really calms them down. Mm -hmm. It calms down that autonomic nervous system, gets rid of that excess energy. Um, it makes you more fit for the day, which is, which is nice. It helps you to breathe deeper so you get the deep breath going. Um, and it can be, sometimes exercise is fun for people because they're doing it with other people. Right. You're creating right. a community where you're doing something healthy for yourself. Doesn't it um, release happy uh, Endorphins, hormones? yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, we called it a runner's high because we thought it was endorphins, but there is this system in our body um, called the endocannabinoid system. And so it's it's another way we get a runner's high. Oh, nice. <laughs> so All we right. feel good. Yeah, great. And then Emily, um, can stress affect your immune system? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One, right? It just does not work as well. Um, it's suppressed. Your, uh, your vaccines don't work as well when you're stressed. Uh -huh. um, you're more likely to get sick when you're stressed. So it's very important. To Take that walk that. for the yeah. immune system, right? Absolutely. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. And um, Lisa wants to know, what do you do when you feel like giving up? Oh, if it's really, if it's really severe and intense, you need to seek somebody out immediately. Okay. To to let them know how you're feeling, because we we just can't have you in danger like that. Sure. If you're giving up. Sure. Um, Cheryl wants to know. I'd love to see an integrative medicine specialist, but where do I start? Well, with our center, <laughs> we would love to have you here. Um, so we're the the Cleveland Clinic Center for Integrative and Lifestyle Medicine. And because we're part of the Cleveland Clinic, we take everybody's insurance, and anybody can make an appointment. And all you do is call. Okay. Uh, do you, would you like me to give the Please. phone number? The yeah. phone number is 216-448-4325. Uh, um, and that spells out HEAL. And you can select anybody you want to see here. You, we have integrated medicine physicians who can guide you in what you need. But if you know you would like acupuncture or you want to take one of our classes, you can just sign right up for that. Everything is accessible to you. Great. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for giving the number as well. Mm -hmm. um, Alyssa um, says, I'm a single parent of two little boys, so I'm constantly stressed out, and I'm worried they're only seeing me anxious and stressed. Mm -hmm. I also work full time. Is there anything I can do with my kids that will alleviate some of the stress and help us make happy memories together? Oh yeah, if you like to do art, you could think of, I don't, how old did she say the boys were? Uh, she said two little boys. Oh, do art with them, run around the yard with them. Um, if you, if they're learning to ride bikes, that'll get you out and walking while you're supervising them, say riding a bike or yeah. a tricycle. Kick the ball back and forth. Swimming. You swim is, oh, kids can spend all day in the water. Yeah, they can. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Um, so find activities that they like that you would enjoy or how you would combine your activities so you can get out and move and they can have fun with you. Bring them in the kitchen. Kitchen. And there are little tasks that they can do and everybody cooks together. And you, it's, it's amazing what you do around the house. They can be incorporated in that and it can be fun or it can be a game. Sure, sure. Great. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Um, Sarah, can a healthy diet restore my stressed out brain? I seem to eat my stress away. A healthy diet can help your stressed out brain. It won't make it go away completely. Mm -hmm. And if you realize that you're eating because you're stressed, you have comfort foods, then what you do is you try and institute these other things that are rewards for you that don't involve food. So you get to have a pedicure and a manicure. And part of that is it's not, um, self-care is not selfish care because what you're doing is something nice for yourself. You're interacting with someone else Always when you get these facials or things like that, you're getting touched, you're getting massaged, it's relaxing for you, um, so things like that. Sure, excellent. Getting a massage would mm -hmm. be a good one too. Yeah. I did my homework this weekend. I went and got a facial, which I hadn't had <laughs> ever. Ever. And, and I thought that was a good idea. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Facials are amazing. Yeah. They do great things. Um, Holly wants to know, can stress cause dehydration? I would say so. If you're doing a little more mouth breathing than hyperventilating, you're mm -hmm. going to lose water through, through through breathing. And then if you're not drinking enough to make up for that, because people sometimes their um, sense of thirst or hunger shuts off. Again, oh. that's that fight or flight. You can't be hungry and run the run or mm -hmm. whatever you need. So you may not be taking in enough fluids because of that. So drink more water. Mm -hmm. And then Peggy actually also asks, can excessive sweating 
head, fa head or face can be um, caused by stress issues. Yes, that's again a part of that autonomic nervous system. It's, it's almost a, a physical symptom you feel before you even realize that stressor came. Your body is fast in reacting to wow. things. And uh, Emily, I don't have time to meditate. Are there any other things to do that can be just as powerful if I don't have enough time? Yes, um, inspirational readings. Mm. Things that you read that inspire you, uh, that take you, uh, if you like to read uh, murder mysteries or uh, romance novels, just yeah. take some time to read those things and get immersed in a book. Nice, powerful quotes. Yes, Probably those are good. To. Yeah. Great. Um, Aaron wants to know if stress is contagious. For the right personality it is. If you have a personality that's pretty empathetic and picks up on what other people are feeling, you can take on other people's stress. Yeah. So that's why you have to be very careful about stepping back, taking that time out and saying how curious or is this something I that's mine to deal with. Maybe it's not yours right. to deal with and you just have to not take that And on. just like you said, being around people that maybe complain a lot or being very mm -hmm. negative, it makes you think in that way when right. you're around them, right? Because people can excite, in, uh, incite excitement. They're worried about something, they're stressed, they're stressed, they're stressed, and they can get you fired up, and you have to make sure right. you don't get fired up. Sure, great. And Lindsay wants to know, I have major stress issues when it comes to driving, which leads to road rage. Any tips on that? Lots of time to get wherever you need to go and know that everybody's crazy out there. <laughs> Turn off the just, volume on the music. Right? <laughs> like, what is this? You need this lane? Oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> I left enough time to drive where I yeah. need to go. So give yourself more time. Take your time. Yes, yes. Great. Um, and then I have uh, Nancy. Does uh, fertility... Um, is it affected by stress? It can be, yes. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the way our hormones are cycle is related to how well we're being fed, our nutrition, um, how well we're sleeping. So it, you can get hormonal cycling off mm -hmm. so that men's testosterone levels come down or women don't ovulate regularly. How about for pregnant women with stress? Could that cause any... Um, you know, miscarriages, anything that oh, stress cause? No, I can't say that. Okay. It, no, that won't affect a pregnancy outcome. Okay, great, great. Well, um, that's all the time that we have for today, but before I let you go, is there anything you want to tell viewers that maybe we haven't touched on? Um, mostly it's, it's taking time out to find out what makes you happy and doing a little bit of that. If you can't do it every day, do it a couple times a week or once a week and know you're taking that time for you. Because we all have so many responsibilities and we want to do them well. So we want to be able to be in the right place to be proud of ourselves when we do things. Very, very good discussion. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's always good to remember it's not about living stress-free and it's, it's all about changing your response to stressful situations. Mm -hmm. And that's all the time that we have for today. And for more health tips and information, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Cleveland Clinic, one word. Thank you so much. See you next time. This concludes this Cleveland Clinic Health Essentials podcast. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.